to estimate or not to estimate? That is the question. Eventually, every good Scrum Master who developed past the point of reading Scrum Guide and getting their first Scrum Master certification is faced with this dilemma, paraphrased from William Shakespeare. Today we'll talk about specific cases where estimation and re-estimation are not required. Let's do this. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lean and Mean Agile podcast with me, your host and Agile coach, Dimitri. Last week, I've received a message on LinkedIn that prompted this topic of episode um, and uh, contains a question um, and confusion that is not all that uncommon in Agile circles and digital delivery utilizing Scrum's framework specifically. Let me read the message to you. Hi, Dimitri. I've been a Scrum master for almost a year but my team is still struggling with estimations. During the last sprint, one story turned out to be underestimated, which resulted in long working hours in order to finish the sprint successfully. Team asked from me as a scrum master to re-estimate the story so their hard work would be acknowledged. What do you think about this? Personally, I think that there is no point in it, But how should I explain this to the team? Thanks. Okay. Well, later in the week, actually, after receiving this message, I stumbled upon the same question from the same person in one of the LinkedIn Agile groups that I am subscribed to, which uh, clearly showed me the urgency of the challenge that the person is facing, obviously, as well as, look, a healthy approach of seeking input from any Agile practitioners um, they could reach. So I thought, okay, I'll do my part and talk about uh, how I would approach this issue, uh, illustrating to you as my listeners as well, a few agile concepts that are clearly either missing entirely from this situation or are severely misunderstood. So first of all, let's kind of reiterate, I'm pretty sure I've spoke about this in the past, but you know what, uh, repetition is mother of learning, as I keep saying. Why do we bother estimating user stories? Is it just to try and pin down the exact size and duration of those so that your supporting project manager can update their project plan and manage their stakeholders' expectations? Well, no, not really. To get it out of the way straight up, absolute estimations are completely fool's errands, okay? With a few rare exceptions, I admit, that only prove this overall rule. Because... Agile stands for transparency and honesty, including honesty about the fact that we cannot know everything precisely up front, and we cannot control all of the events unfolding around us during the course of project delivery, which will most undoubtedly make those absolute estimations inaccurate, very inaccurate, sometimes severely inaccurate. So effectively, it will turn all those precise planning efforts into waste. As far as relative estimations are concerned, which are naturally closer to Agile and to Scrum specifically, for example, they are there to help the team better understand their own capability and get better at determining how much of this specifically split and organized work that they're dealing with they can chew through over the given period of time, which is usually a sprint. Yes, sprint time box. This results in finding out their relative capacity and 
ever-changing naturally velocity, fluctuating velocity. So sure, those relative story point-based estimations could be then translated into something more timeline-friendly, like days and hours, especially in a normalized estimation environment where multiple teams work on the same product in parallel, such as, for example, scaled agile framework constructs. But at the end of the day, it is important to understand a few points that I kind of decided to drill this down to and not make this episode too long. So first, by itself, process of estimation of your work does not hold any business value. In other words, if the team is mature enough to be able to determine how many of certain work items they can do over a sprint and reliably deliver on that self-assessment, spending time allocating story points does not make the product any better. Business would always say, spend extra time developing and improving guys, rather than giving us some finger in the air kind of capacity and velocity reports that change anyway, all the time. As a different way to realign yourself um, in the right kind of direction is to remind yourself that we don't deliver story points. We deliver increments of product value, right? So I hope that this makes it a little bit clearer to kind of grasp what I'm trying to suggest here. As kind of a second point that I would like to point out here is that the author of the message that I've just read to you mentions that they wanted to finish the sprint successfully. What is success to start with in this context and in your opinion? Is it literally just matching the promised number of user story points with the actual number that shows on the burndown chart? Well, I hope that many of you did not answer yes just now. Otherwise, you haven't been paying much attention to what I've been saying on this podcast for the good, I don't know, 33 episodes. Is it the 34th one or something? I would argue that um, obtaining useful learnings about the product you're developing, about its complexity, and your team's capability is what means that you've succeeded at something. You've learned something. It is extremely rare when a user story explodes the scope of the sprint, turns out to be much, much, much bigger. But at the same time, it didn't look suspicious or caused absolutely any concerns from the team or the product owner. Um, and nobody marked it at least as high risk during the sprint planning. Very, very rare for that to happen. In that case, it should have been, that story should have been a technical spike, like a time box technical spike with no specific delivery commitment attached to it during that upcoming sprint that they were planning for. And then uh, you would refine that user story during the remainder of the sprint, following that quick technical spike. So the aim would be then to actually commit to deliver that story in the following sprint when you have learned something about the about these risky moments of that story, about something that was potentially going to cause that explosion of the scope. Next point I'd like to bring up here is that estimation and user story points are forward-looking. They are predictions. So supporting everything that was said above, if this situation happened to my team, I would ask them, how would this re-estimation of the work actually help them? Points are a forecast, a prediction. Um, you've miscalculated and have a perfect opportunity to learn something and improve going forward. Your value as a team and success of your sprint should not be determined by those abstract and relative numbers. 
And you are dealing with much, much bigger issues where supporting organization outside of your Scrum team seems to not understand agility at all. If they think that you aren't, for example, working hard enough, if you were not able to deliver a seemingly huge story in story point size within that sprint. An exaggerated but a very clear example that you could use here would be so let's say if you did follow that suggestion and attempted to re-estimate that user story, why don't you go back uh, the whole year and re-estimate every single delivered story that was in your backlog for this whole year of you being a Scrum Master from the beginning? I'm sure that now your re-estimation would have been a lot more accurate and it would put your team into much more favorable light, right? Well, you know what I'm saying? It is ridiculous. Finally, as far as working late to finish that user story is concerned. As a person from the real world, I've been in situations where we had to work late to finish certain functionality before scheduled deployment into production that night. It happened, so I do get it. However, firstly, that uh, risky large story arguably shouldn't have been left until the last point of this inevitable time pressure to start with. From the message, however, I didn't get that sense of urgency coming from some burning software release, but more from Scrum Master's attempt to do the right thing and show the business that the team did everything they committed to do during that sprint planning. This culture seems to be completely wrong to me. And this driving of your team to the deadline of the end of the sprint seems to be completely wrong as well. And that is my humble opinion. This affects healthy, sustainable pace of development, team morale in the long run. It very much reminds me of a, a Scrum Master interview that I had at a large Australian bank many years ago. Everything went really well until they gave me a similar hypothetical scenario of some work needing to be done before the end of the sprint and if I'd make my team work on the weekend to complete it. I can't remember my exact response, but it was along the lines of if the house was on fire, maybe, but not as a default go-to approach. At that point, I remember interviewing manager reaching out to me across the table, shaking my hand and saying, thanks for coming, we don't think you'd fit in here. I was absolutely shocked back then, but was, I guess, smart enough to recognize that slave-driving cultures are just not for me and not for the teams that I look after. Needless to say that I have not regretted that choice and never blamed myself for giving what would seem the wrong answer that didn't get me that job. But years after that event showed me that I was much better off sticking to what I believed in and ending up doing what I do now. Plus, it's a good story. I got a good story out of it, didn't I? Anyway, I hope that this was somewhat helpful and informative. And at the very least, um, I managed to clearly express my view on similar estimation and re-estimation matters. If you were to remember one thing from this whole episode, I would reiterate that you need to focus on product value and improving the team. You are not in the business of delivering story points. You are in the business of delivering product value in increments and not burning out in the process. That's it for today, my friends. More to come in a fortnight. For those of you who are following the news on Lean Agile Practitioner Certification Program from joinagile.com, it is progressing nicely. 
Bugs are being ironed out. Questions are being refined. Initial agreements made with supporters of this initiative. Find out more at joinagile.com where you can even sign up for early adopters beta access that would give you a free access code to the exam and kind of seeking your feedback on this matter if you in fact are a Lean Agile practitioner. Stay safe, have a good couple of weeks and I will talk to you soon.